Welcome to episode 237 of Crack the Customer Code, where a customer's journey of a thousand miles starts with a single transaction. Hey, it's Adam Porrick, and this is a special video edition of Crack the Customer Code. And I'm here at the C-Suite Network Conference in Dallas, and we're having a fantastic time talking to amazing business leaders, and I have one here. His name is Peter Friedman. Peter, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Fantastic. So, Peter, I'm going to get you a little bio up here. He's a social media visionary and veteran with more than 30 years of experience in the space and the founder and chairman and CEO of Live World and trusted social media partner to the world's largest brand. So we're going to get into that, talk a little bit about Live World and talk about what is happening in the digital and the integrated messaging app space. So first of all, Peter, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about Live World and what it is you do. Live World's social customer experience company. We provide a software platform, a SaaS platform and services that enable brands to manage their customer conversations in social media and messaging. And we work for pretty much the largest brands in the world, Walmart, American Express, Pfizer, and so on. Fantastic. So we all know how important it is for brands to engage with customers in real time. So how can integrated messaging apps sort of facilitate the marketing and how they play a part in connecting customers? Well, the critical thing to understand is we're now entering what we call the age of messaging. We had physical retail, then we had the web. We've had mobile for a while, but it's kind of shrunken down web. And now with applications such as Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, WeChat in China, we're in a world where messaging or texting back and forth to people is going to become the major ecosystem for pretty much everything we do digitally. So it's really important for brands to understand this and learn how to interface with people conversationally like they used to before modern times, because <laughs> that's what people are doing and where they're going and we know it's true because we've seen it already happen in different parts of the world. Now, with messaging, you know, it's such a one-to-one communication medium. How are brands you know, getting involved or sort of transitioning from that one-to-many and that one-to-one? And what are you seeing in that area? Well, a couple of things to realize is it's one-to-one now, but the, the channels, the network platforms are adding uh, all kinds of group capabilities. So there will be group capability, but you are on the right point. How do I deal with one-to-one at scale? Right. And if you think about it, uh, for thousands and thousands of years, and this is what the real history of business will be, it was one-to-one, you know, Roman forums, general stores. It's only between World War II and the turn of the century that we get to this mass marketing one-way broadcast thing, which people don't really like. So now we're back to one-to-one on steroids, but you got to figure out how to scale it. And that's where we come in because right. we make <laughs> software that lets you do that. And the key thing is to use a combination of automation, things like chatbots, uh, um, automatic rules, and things like that, to handle the easy part and to give people confidence and assistance when it works, but not rely solely on that because it's a social medium and you got to talk to people. So use the automation to queue things up, take care of different parts, and then use the technology not to replace but empower human beings to work with your customers at scale. Okay, fantastic. Now, what are you seeing between, you know, we're talking about Messenger, but the video side of this, you know, or any type of in video chat and things like that, is that coming in? Well, it is. Is it, is it sort of the same challenge? Is it a little different? Well, it's, it's a little different. There is certainly a certain uh, channels like Snapchat and now Instagram stories on Instagram are video-based and very big. You see uh, Facebook Live is bringing a lot of video. So people are doing lots and lots of video. But as much as video is good, getting bigger and really important, real-time moment, dynamic, just right. like this. It's dwarfed by photos, which is dwarfed by text. Right. And the uh, 
social network generation, which is now kind of in its 30s and pushing its 40s, grew up with this stuff. And they like to do everything at the same time. So you're going to see all kinds of rich media forms, but people will be, you know, typing a lot. And then there'll be voice. After all, in the Internet of Things, you know, where, uh, you know, it's not just your, your computer and your phone, but it's your car and your refrigerator and your washing machine and the chair and the dog. They're all on the Internet. Right. Those things don't have keyboards generally. So there's be a lot of voice activity here, too. But it'll, it'll still be more text than anything else because it's faster and you can do multiple things at once. And the social network generation multitasks on this, so that's very important. Well, put you on the spot here. You know, we're going to delve into the future. So, is it going to be where we're just sitting there and we open our refrigerator, the light doesn't come on, and we're just like, "Hey, whoever, <laughs> uh, hey Maytag, our refrigerator's uh, light's not coming on. Help me." I mean, are we heading like there? You think? Yeah. Well, actually, in the real future, you're going to um, on your phone or just verbally ask the refrigerator to bring you the food. But, but, um, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah. What's going to happen? We is, never have to move again. <laughs> no, no. And so, so you have to kind of really work on that exercise right, here and exactly. all that. So the the um, um, it's actually not that far off. We have retail clients right now that have in pilot. You walk into the store and go, "Hey, where's the ketchup?" Right. And and uh, either a human or a chatbot starts helping you uh, move around and do it. And, and what we have to understand is, uh, you know, we had physical retail, we had um, desktop retail and shrunken down desktop retail, but not really a mobile experience. The convergence of smartphones, social media, and messaging puts the point of customer experience in your hand. So, yeah, wherever, and it merges it. People like being in physical environments like stores, but they also like access to everything. So whether you're at the refrigerator or you're in a store or you're, you know, walking around somewhere else, the world is in your hand and it's going to start revolving around you with conversational interfaces where you say what you want, what you want to do, and you ask questions. And then a combination of automation and humans will take care of it. And, and you know, it's, it's going to be in real time because on the Internet, the, the best experience anywhere becomes the minimum expected experience everywhere. That is so true. We talk about that all the time in customer experience, which is like, you know, you may not compete with Amazon, but you're competing with Amazon. Yes. Okay, because they have set the bar for delivery, for speed of response, for ease of use. And you, I mean, they've set yeah. the bar on so many levels, on so many things. And this is why companies have to understand that this same point of customer experience, I'm the customer. I can one click with this guy. Why can't I one click with you? It's the same phone. Right. You know, they're not thinking about like everything else. Well, you do the technology. You know? <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's going to be a, a, a rapidly moving high velocity bar. It just keeps moving up, forward, up and forward. Well, you know, I come from small business, so I'd be interested to get your take on, um, you know, you work with large brands, I know, and at scale, do you do anything with smaller organizations? And where do you see, because, you know, if you need a company like yours to sort of execute some of the stuff at scale, uh, how are the small brands going to be able to compete in these spaces? Well, we, we work pretty much with very large brands and some mid-level ones. Okay. So uh, our, our largest co customers are the biggest companies in the world, $400 billion a year. Okay. And our smallest customers are a few hundred million. Uh, but all this is applicable to a small business right down to a mom-and-pop store or an individual working out of their home. And the thing to understand is the Internet, particularly social media and messaging, is the grand leveler. Now, on the one hand, it enables a very large corporation to get more personal and local at scale, if they'll do it. Yes. On the other hand, it allows a small business to take on the largest companies in the world because now it can reach anybody. It can work much more at scale. And the key thing is to understand that your business is a matter of dialogue and relationships with your customers. And whether you're the biggest company in the world or the smallest company in the world, just an individual, 
If you could talk to your customers every day and understand them and, and, and sell them and have personal relationships with them, you would. So, I mean, if you had everybody come into your store or in your house, if you work from home, maybe you don't want to come into your house, but right. conceptually, <laughs> and talk to you about your products and services, what to do, and get to know you, you would do it. So these tools are right in front of you. You just have to do it. And the reality is a sharp thinking entrepreneur individual that wants to take on the biggest companies in the world is likely more willing to do it than a large, large company is, has the wherewithal to get personal and local. And, you know, we work with them. They're always like, how do we do this more personal and local? Because the institution and the culture and the structure and the scale of everything they do gets in the way of doing it. But some are doing it. Yeah, but, I mean, it helps to be nimble. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their pros and cons, right? They're, yeah, they've got more resources, but they've got more bureaucracy and silos and all the things that hold back, <laughs> well, right, hold back right. the movement and decision-making. And, and what you're seeing is for really big retailers, uh, many of them are now saying, and these are brick-and-mortar retailers originally. I don't know if they want to be called that anymore, but they started that <laughs> way. It's like, okay, buy it anywhere, pick it up anywhere. You know, you can you can come get it online, you can get it at the store, uh, you can um, have it brought to your home. Amazon, who you know, have to consider them really big now, you know, they're trying this thing with the drones delivering. That's trying to be nimble. I think people are going to shoot those out of the sky. All right. <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> it's an effect. Well, people are doing that already. It's it's still an effect to be nimble and, and move it around. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, Peter, I'm going to ask one last question. I want to look at my notes to get it just right. All of these things we're talking about is ways to connect with customers, ways to, you know, personalize at scale, things like that. How can people use, go back, let's go back to the messaging full circle. How can people use these things to deepen relationships with customers? To, you know, not just be there in real time in that speed of response, but actually to create more loyalty and deeper relationships. You have to have conversations with people. And we have a framework we call a commitment ladder. So whether it's just regular social media or messaging or whatever, if you do something and people are like, look at it, that's one level. If they like it, that's another level. If they share it, that's another level. If they comment, that's another level. If they participate, I, I separate that from comment because you can comment, participate means you're starting to really pay attention and do things with it. Right. And if they become an advocate, there's another. Each one of these steps on a commitment ladder is more contribution by somebody. They're making a commitment to you. The more they make a commitment to you, the more they're paying attention, the more loyal they become, the more likely to buy. And if you just think about having conversations with people, not putting things up for them just to interact with, but talking with them, enabling them to talk to each other. You're creating a socialized environment, which is basic human need, and you're enabling people to have experiences, and if you do a good job at that, they will allow you to participate and bring you into their daily life. And you do that, then you start building relationships. It's all about dialogue and relationships. Well, I love that as a drop the mic moment. That was wonderful. Thank you, Peter. Thank so you. tell us where can people find you if they want to learn more? Okay, well, I'm uh, at Peter Friedman on Twitter, and our website is uh, www.liveworld.com, and we talk all about what we're doing there. Uh, my book, the CMO Social Media Handbook, is there. You can download the entire book as a PDF for free. The whole book. Nice. Uh, and learn all about lots of things <laughs> that we're doing. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank Appreciate you. It. Well, this has been Adam Porrick here with Crack the Customer Code. Thank you so much for listening. You can find out more about me at customersatsake.com. And make sure to connect with Jeannie at 360connects.com. That's Connects EXT. And we are here at the C-Suite Network and a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.